Hello, welcome to or welcome back to the Beyond the Banter podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Minnie, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I know it's been a little bit since my last episode. I think I'm still sort of catching up mentally and physically from finals week and everything, but I'm now back in England with my mom for Christmas, so I have a lot more free time and just time to rest and relax and I wanted to record this podcast. You guys have submitted many amazing questions about recovery, about change, about weight gain, and I just wanted to take the time to go through them and answer them because accepting change is so hard and so difficult. I feel like that's been one of my main themes of 2022 is just learning to grow and accept the changes and the things that come along in life and not getting beat down by them because it can be such an overwhelming feeling to feel life changing or feel yourself changing or feel your body changing. And I think all of those things are inevitable. Those things are going to happen in life. So I feel like the better we can learn to accept those things and lean into the changes rather than pushing back against them, the happier and more content we're going to be with our life. So without further ado, let's get into your questions. Again, want to say thank you so much for submitting all these questions and just for being here along my journey. If you don't follow my Instagram, go ahead. It's uh, jenny.mini on Instagram. And please always DM me if you have questions, comments, just want to chat. I love getting to know the members of this community. So don't be a stranger. All right, this first question I wanted to get into is how do you deal with weight gain? And there were many questions like this. Um, How did you stop fearing weight gain and recovery? How did you motivate to eat past comfort zone for weight restoration? That's a little different, but kind of ties in. But weight gain is scary. Weight gain is something that has been demonized by society for years and years. And so it kind of makes sense. And I try not to fault myself for fearing weight gain because it's just so ingrained in our society. It's ingrained in our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents. Like it's just a generalized understanding that nobody wants to gain weight. And I think that has caused so many issues and it has caused so many issues in my life personally, because I now I I'm aware that I'm a little fat phobic and I'm working on that all the time. I'm afraid to gain weight. I'm afraid to be in a bigger body, but I'd say I have grown a lot with that in the past couple years and ever since really starting recovery, just learning to accept that and accept that some weight gain can mean I live a better and happier life. So it's really not a bad thing at all. And it never is a bad thing. It's just been demonized by society. So we're led to believe that it's a bad thing. And maybe comments made by family members or friends and other people in your life maybe also play a part into making it a bad thing for you. But gaining weight on its own inherently is not bad at all. It's just you're adding more mass to your body and you know maybe that is a necessary thing and maybe that is something you need to do for yourself in order to live your happiest and best life so how can it be a bad thing if it's enabling you to 
live the life you're supposed to and be the person you're supposed to be and be the best version of yourself. So that's just something I've grappled with a lot. I'd say one overarching piece of advice I would give on dealing with weight gain and just dealing with the fear of weight gain is to just reframe your thoughts around weight gain. Ask yourself, why do I view this so negatively? And I kind of mentioned it before, like society, family members, other people in your life, they might play a big part. But those are things somewhat out of your control. Like you can control your environment to an extent, but you know, you can't always control what people are going to say around you, but you can control in your own reaction to certain people's comments. We always can control our reaction. We can't control what happens to us sometimes, but we can control how we react to a situation. And I think that's been a big thing for me is just understanding that there is a societal standard to not want to gain weight and try to be the slimmest and all of that. But I don't need to live that way. I don't need to listen to that. I don't need to take that as how I need to live my life. And I think just practicing that and practicing that I can have my own thoughts on weight gain. I don't need to conform to society's standard of how to view weight gain. That's really just opened me up to so many other possibilities of how I view myself and how I view my body and how I view weight gain in general. Once I started really asking myself, why do I fear it? It just started not really making sense to me. Like, why am I fearing something that isn't bad at all? It just means I look a little different, maybe, if that. You also may not even, you know, your appearance may not even change that much if you gain weight. But that's besides the point. And just, yeah, just thinking about it made me realize that it's not something to fear. There's much more serious and scary things in the world than gaining weight, honestly. So why am I putting so much time and energy into worrying about weight gain? And coming from my position, I've been in anorexia recovery, so I came from a place of being underweight. And I was under eating and came from a very restrictive place with food. So gaining weight was honestly a necessity for my health. And yes, it was scary, even though I knew exactly that I needed to do this in order to be healthy or I was going to face some very severe medical problems and potential death, honestly. It just got to that point and I think that was honestly a big motivation to recover. I didn't want to get to that really, really scary place of not being able to do anything without hospitalization or medical attention and that's where I was at. So being in that place made me realize that, okay, maybe weight gain isn't such a bad thing if it's going to be something that enables me to live the life I know I can and I know I want to. That being said, I did not understand that at the beginning of my recovery. I was very, very afraid. I didn't want to gain weight. I didn't want my body to change. I wanted to recover, but I didn't want my body to change. I didn't want to gain weight. And I think a big part of my wall with gaining weight was the weighing scale. I kept weighing myself at the beginning of recovery. Even though I wanted to recover, I wanted to shift my mindsets and heal my relationship with food, I was still weighing myself every single day. And I feel like that was a huge thing holding me back. And I've mentioned it in past 
podcast episodes, but once I got rid of the weighing scale and I committed to stop weighing myself, which was a whole nother challenge in itself, that enabled me to begin to start accepting weight gain. I was in no place to accept any weight gain if I was still tracking and knowing my weight and my number. But once I got rid of that number and got rid of the need to know, or just got rid of the access to knowing that number, I was able to view weight as kind of a more holistic thing rather than just the number. I was able to just start eating intuitively without, I mean, if you listen to my last uh, podcast episode about intentional versus intuitive eating, I definitely wasn't intuitively eating at the beginning, but I think it was just overall easier for me to listen to my body and eat what I wanted when I didn't have those numbers in the back of my head. If I just didn't know my weight, then there's nothing to compare to, there's nothing stopping me, and I don't know if this is making any sense, but basically just getting rid of the weighing scale allowed me to accept whatever weight gain came in my recovery a lot easier. My brain is very attached to numbers, so if I knew the numbers, I wanted to know how to work with those numbers, and my eating disorder wanted me to work with those numbers in the way of getting those numbers to a lower place which is not the way I needed to go, and I needed those numbers to go up, but my brain was finding that really, really difficult to accept if I was seeing it every single day on the weighing scale, so just getting rid of it allowed those numbers to naturally go up without me really knowing. That's what helped with accepting actual weight gain. But then there's a whole side of body image and body dysmorphia and feeling the weight gain, that was still very, very uncomfortable. So I knew it was happening, even though I didn't know the exact number on the scale or how much I actually weighed day by day. Feeling the weight gain, feeling my clothes fitting differently, those were all very, very uncomfortable feelings. And I've just had to sit with that discomfort. I've definitely felt clothes fit differently, and I felt my body change over time. And it's, you know, for me, it's been pretty small amounts of change, but in my head, it's pretty significant. And for anyone in recovery, it's going to be a significant change if your body changes because eating disorders kind of tend to make you hyper aware of what's going on in your body. And I would say one piece of advice for dealing with feeling the weight gain, even if you don't know the actual numbers and you don't actually numerically know you're gaining weight, even if you're feeling it or you're feeling your clothes change, it's just again, challenging your mindsets and reframing your mindsets. Ask yourself, why are you viewing it as a negative thing that your body's changing or maybe that your body's bigger? I think just questioning myself and asking those questions to myself has been key in kind of helping me accept this change. Because when I ask myself, I think about all the positives it's brought me. The weight I've gained has brought me confidence in my body It's brought me into a body that is stronger and more capable of doing more things. It's able to love deeper. It's able to laugh for real. It can smile. It can be in the moment. It can eat foods that I used to fear. It can run farther than I used to run. It can sweat like a normal person. It can regulate its temperature. This new body has brought me so much more joy in life. So 
what is the little why is that little bit of weight something that I should hold on to and let define my worth like I shouldn't and so I think just asking myself and reminding myself of what the weight gain has brought to my life other than just more mass to my body that has really helped me a ton in just accepting the weight gain and the moments of discomfort don't get me wrong I still have many many hard times and it still gets to me some days just feeling different in my body maybe I'll you know look at past photos of myself and feel a certain way and start feeling bad that I look differently now but you know which I don't recommend I kind of try to stop myself from doing that but just being transparent here honestly sometimes I still catch myself doing that and in those moments I really just try to stop myself and think like okay no one I'm multiple years older now so why am I expecting myself to still look like a much younger version of myself and two that's just not helpful I'm I'm in this body now I'm in this moment now how can I make this day right here the best day possible there's no point in comparing it to a past day you're not alone if you kind of look back and wish you looked a certain way or wish you felt a certain way like you did in your past like I feel like that's completely normal but it's just being able to catch ourselves in those moments and reground ourselves into the present moment and really align with what we need right now I think that is the most important thing at least for me And then moving on to the second question I kind of mentioned before is how to motivate yourself to eat past the quote-unquote comfort zone for weight restoration. Personally, I didn't like count macros or calories or anything. If anything, I was trying to stop doing that. So I didn't necessarily go the route of like intentional weight gain with like caloric values and stuff like that. I know some people, that's their journey and they work to increase their caloric intake like incrementally over time. I did not do that. Um, I think if you're in a place of potential refeeding syndrome or you're just on a different journey, that could definitely be a path for you. And I think that's something to talk about with people you trust or maybe medical professionals. Personally, I did not go that route. I was trying to stop calorie counting because it was detrimental to my recovery. So I guess motivating myself to eat past the comfort zone was really difficult because just the acceptance of needing to eat more after being in a really restrictive place was hard to accept and then I didn't have any numbers to kind of fall back on to know how much I was eating and so I think at that point I just leaned on my mental and my physical hunger. If I was thinking about a food I really tried to get it in any way possible. If I was physically hungry obviously listening to that. It did take me a little bit to build up my hunger cues and my fullness cues to be more accurate, but that was just all part of my journey, just pushing myself to eat my fear foods, eat past fullness, and just deal with any of the discomfort that comes. Yeah, that's what I did, basically. And how did I motivate myself? I think I just kept reminding myself that I wasn't going to get through this uncomfortable period if I just keep avoiding it. I had experienced multiple situations where I had tried to talk my way out of a fear food or talk my way out of an uncomfortable situation, but that never actually makes you deal with the uncomfortable situation or makes you deal with the fear food. 
And so I think just accepting and being real with myself and being like, Jenny, you need to just deal with this uncomfortable feeling so that one day in the future, it's not going to be uncomfortable anymore. And I'm here to say that that is so true. If you face those uncomfortable feelings, you face the discomfort, you face the fear food, whatever it is, it soon won't be so fearful anymore. Um, And I think that's just what I kept reminding myself. So when I was honoring my mental hunger, even if I felt physically full, but I was still thinking about another food, pushing past that discomfort and pushing past the strong eating disorder thoughts, just telling myself that if I do this now, it won't be a big deal in the future. That's just what helped me stay motivated. Another question said, what are my favorite foods for weight restoration? And I think, like I mentioned in the last question, as I didn't kind of intentionally gain weight, I don't think I necessarily like incorporated certain foods for the purpose of weight gain, if that makes sense. But I just, in general, like added things to certain things or added more toppings than I had in the past or added something that maybe was a fear food to a meal. And I think that was my kind of quote unquote foods for weight restoration because those ultimately helped me restore my weight. I didn't intentionally like buy certain protein or something to gain weight. I just addressed and challenged my fear foods and my fear of eating a certain amount. Um, So like, for example, I would only add like the tiniest teaspoon of peanut butter to my oatmeal. And then I just kind of challenged myself to increase that and increase that. And there were some points I was putting like two whole tablespoons of peanut butter on top of my oatmeal just to kind of prove to myself that this doesn't need to be feared and it doesn't matter how much peanut butter I put on it. If that's what I want, that's what I can have. Just doing little things like that, I think, you know, yes, it upped the calories of what I was eating, but that wasn't something I was focused on and didn't need to be focused on. I was just more focused on restoring my relationship with food and finding peace with food again. And I knew that was going to come with some weight gain because I was in an underweight spot. So just kind of, yeah, challenging my fear foods, eating when I was hungry, but also eating when I was just mentally hungry and trying new things just for the sake of it and proving to myself that I can go get a fun latte when I wanted to or go get a cookie in the middle of the day if that's what I'm feeling. I would say I didn't have specific foods for weight restoration, but it's just I just started eating the foods that either I had restricted or not allowed myself. And with that came weight restoration. Another question here says best tips for dealing with guilt slash food anxiety. And I I talked about that in one of my most recent episodes called, it's called five tips for holiday food guilt and triggering comments. There I talk about my tips for dealing with food guilt. So definitely go check that episode out after this one. If you want some tips on how I've dealt with food guilt, especially around the holidays and, you know, dealing with triggering comments, because it can be such really such a hard thing to deal with. Another comment says, I'm trying to recover, but I'm not hungry at all. And I have been there. I was there at the beginning of my recovery for sure. And there were certain moments, either my eating disorder had fully convinced me I wasn't hungry, or I just genuinely didn't feel hungry. 
But in those moments, I just honestly tried to push through whenever I could. I pushed myself to eat my three meals, my three snacks, and that is how I got back my hunger cues. Eating enough, eating even when I wasn't super, super hungry, that's how I got to a more balanced place and I got to a place where I could actually listen to my hunger and fullness and, and feel my hunger and my fullness more authentically. So I would say it depends what eating disorder you're recovering from. But in general, I'd say even if you aren't hungry, skipping a meal is never a good idea. Your body needs its meals. Your body needs consistency with food at any time and with whatever eating disorder you're recovering from. So even if you're not hungry, I think just trying to have something is better than nothing. Um, And just trying to make sure that you get at least breakfast, lunch, and dinner and some snacks in there. That's my biggest tip. But again, I'm not a nutritionist, so this is something to contact a professional if you need more professional help with. Another comment said, hey, I've recognized that I need to start recovering from my eating disorder, but I am terrified to start. And believe me, you are not alone. I was completely terrified to start. I didn't want to. I mentioned this in a past episode, And I just, I didn't want to recover. I didn't want to deal with the discomfort that was going to come. I didn't want to deal with my food fears. None of it felt comfortable or happy to me. But I also knew deep down that the place I was at in the depths of anorexia, I was not happy also. So something needed to change. And recovery was kind of my only answer at that point. I remember making the analogy to my brother or someone that it literally felt like I was jumping off a cliff. I didn't know if there was water below. I didn't know if there were sharks. I didn't know if there was rocks. Like I did not know what was below, but I had been pushed off this cliff and now I got to deal with whatever comes. But that's what recovery is. It's scary. It's unknown. It's terrifying because it's pushing back against all the thoughts you had been led to believe were true and led to you know live by but for me personally it's been a crucial aspect to my self-discovery journey and to just figuring out who I want to be and how I want to present myself to this world I didn't want to present the girl with anorexia to the world even if I was proud of certain eating disorder moments you know quote-unquote proud according to my eating disorder Those were not true feelings of being proud and and good. And recovery is the only thing that has shown me what actually feeling proud of myself should feel like and what actually feeling good about myself should feel like. Because your eating disorder never has your best interest. And it just wants you to live by the rules of diet culture or society's standards, which just disconnect you from being able to align and understand what you need in your body and in your life. I know you're scared and I know whoever made this comment is probably in a very distraught place because not long ago I was there, but just believe in yourself and take that chance, jump off that cliff and believe in yourself that you will make it through. Because if you don't believe in yourself, who will? You know, at the end of the day, It's your journey. Yes, you may have support and help and love from other people, but at the end of the day, 
you have to be the one who recovers from your eating disorder. And I think we just, you just have to have faith in yourself and it's scary and it's hard, but I would not regret this experience for one second ever, like ever. I think it's right now and in my 22 years of life, it's been the most challenging, but also the most rewarding thing I've ever experienced. So if that helps you start recovery, I hope it does because I wouldn't regret it for one second. And I would say some advice for starting is to, like I said, just start believing in yourself, start almost manifesting like what you want your life to look like outside of your eating disorder. What would you have in life if you weren't controlled by your eating disorder? What type of people would you surround yourself with? What jobs do you want? What house do you want? I don't know. Like I kind of started doing that and like imagining my life outside being controlled by food and my body and kind of visualizing what I really wanted out of life outside of my eating disorder. And yes, that felt impossible to achieve in the moment, but each day as I kept choosing recovery and I kept choosing myself, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to those manifestations and to those visualizations I had of my life. And they've changed and altered over time, which is completely normal. But I think just having that fire under me and that motivation of what I want my life to really look like outside of my eating disorder, that really helped me to kind of start recovery. My last question is my why for recovery. I answered this question in my most recent YouTube video, which is an updated recovery Q&A. If you want to go check that out after this podcast, I answered some more questions there, different from this podcast episode. But this question I answered in the video as well, but I just love it so much. I'm going to answer it in both. And it's, what is my why for recovery? If you saw the video, sorry, you already heard the answer, but it's me. Basically, Jenny Minnie, I am my why for recovery. And it's it's changed over time. I feel like my why for recovery at the beginning was to be a better daughter, be a better girlfriend, be a better sister, just kind of be more present around my family members and people I loved. And, and that was a really big motivator for me because I just felt like I was very disconnected from my family and from everyone around me. But as that's gotten better and I feel like I'm way more present, my why has kind of formed into just being the best version of myself for me. Because I only got myself for the rest of this life on this earth. So I might as well try to make it the best relationship and the best experience possible with myself. And so my why for my recovery is just me, is just trying to discover who I really am, how I want to present myself in this world, what I align with, what I don't align with, and just building confidence in myself. I think I just really want to get to a point where I'm not questioning myself anymore and I trust myself and I know myself enough to not let external influences sway me and distract me from who I know I really am. I'm just proud of myself for getting to the point I am now and filled with so much gratitude and love for everyone who's been here along this journey with me. Thank you all for being here and for submitting questions. Please let me know if you have any other specific topics you want me to touch upon. There were still so many questions I didn't get to, but maybe we'll have to do another episode. 
on more questions if this is a style you guys like. So please let me know. My DMs are always open. Please feel free to leave a review, a rating. That type of stuff is super helpful for me and I would just really appreciate it. So thanks again for being here and I'll catch you in next week's episode.